This podcast is part of the Christian Geek Central Network at ChristianGeekCentral.com. Episode number 354, the Rankin-Bass Christmas specials and other stuff. Welcome to the Strangers and Aliens podcast. Strangers. <laughs> to boldly say what needs to be said. Would you be a stranger or an alien? Or would you be a strange alien? The truth is out there. I am your father's best friend's plumber. Versus Captain Kirk. Do you think that there's room in sci-fi for God? The very first thing that God did was that He created something, so we have a creative God. This is Strangers and Aliens Podcast. Hello, welcome to another episode of Strangers and Aliens. I'm Ben, Ben Avery, and I've been joined by my two buddies again. Hey, buddy. We're making a habit out of this. <laughs> again. It's Steve. Hey. It's, it's Evan. Hi. And it's me. I already introduced myself, and we're here to talk about some Christmas stuff. Woohoo! This is an episode topic that was requested by... The he's not friend of the podcast, he's family in this podcast, and that is yeah. John Haru. And he requested that we do something about the rank and bass Christmas stuff, and so we're gonna do it. All right, all right, it's about time. Yeah, the interesting thing about the rank and bass Christmas stuff is that it is a part of every year of my life growing up <laughs> and hasn't held up. <laughs> My kids it hasn't held up. My kids just don't like it. And so my, my kid does because she's four. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I still like it. I still watch some of them, but I'm That's watching it in spite of my kids, not because of my kids. Yeah, I, I watched them all year after year growing up, but like it just never caught on here and I was never really dogmatic about it. So it just sort of, you know, if we watch them, we watch them. Uh, you know, I watched the, them every year growing up. Well, yeah, I mean, we, for me, Christmas time rolls around and I'm watching the TV listings to see like when, <laughs> when are these things showing up? When is the Garfield special? Of course, we recorded that uh, on tape. And so we were able to pull that one out whenever we wanted to. But we're watching for all these different Christmas specials that are yearly events for us and just trying to make sure we don't miss them because if we miss them, we miss them. It's done. We're not going to see it yeah. again until next year. Um, and then you're talking about when you're growing up. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so now I have the box sets, you know, that have like everything on them. Um, miss them. and, and you know, so what's going to happen if we miss it? Well, we're not going to miss it because we decide when it's going to go in. Uh, but yeah, it, my kids have not wanted to see it in a very long time. And so 
We watch other yeah. things, you know, other things. Uh, we watch uh, Mystery Science Theater, uh, Santa Claus, and Santa Claus Conquers the Martians. And we watch some, there's some funny, on Prime, there's some riff tracks that are free, if you have Prime. And one of them is, oh, it's called Santa's Summer Home, or something like that. <laughs> and it is a terrible, terrible movie, but... <laughs> It is so much fun watching with the riff tracks. And so um, my kids have been watching that and, you know, we're, they're growing up. What can I say? They're getting older. Um, I have not yet watched this year, uh, the uh, Christmas Chronicles part two. Oh, I'm, you can skip it. I'm not going to <laughs> skip it. I'm very excited about it because I love the first okay. one. Okay, I did too. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> uh, there's also a Mel Gibson movie called fat man where <laughs> yes i don't know exactly what's going on with this thing but i really want to see it because it's like mel gibson is i guess santa and terrorists are like coming to his home and he's got machine guns so all right then. interesting yeah yeah we we do not watch the garfield christmas special we watch the Flintstones and the Jetsons and Batman, the animated series. That's been Yumi's favorite this year. Let's watch Christmas Batman. She's watched that a ton. It's hilarious. So my family does the, the, the peanuts and the Garfield. Uh, we do that and they, that's every year we have to do it because that's tradition for sure. Um, and we also do it at Thanksgiving. So on Thanksgiving, we will watch the Garfield Thanksgiving special and the the Charlie Brown Christmas special. And Halloween, same thing, Garfield and, and Charlie Brown. And then Christmas, Garfield and Charlie Brown. That, that's something my kids are like, we're teenagers, but it's tradition. We have to do this. But the Rankin-Bass stuff, they're just not as excited about for some reason. Mm-hmm. So well, we could just force them. Like we, we <laughs> force the kids to watch White Christmas every year. Yeah, so. yeah, that that's not an exciting movie. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. it's amazing. We, it is a very good movie, the, but it is not an exciting movie. True. We tried the Thanksgiving Charlie Brown with Yumi. She didn't enjoy that. Really? Well, yeah. Huh. You guys, it's it's just all about how you raise them. You know, <laughs> you can either raise yeah. them to love peanuts or not. And... And she loves Batman. I see the path she's going down. So. It's a dark path. So I actually wrote a blog post years ago on uh, Strangers and Aliens called An Epic Christmas, watching Rankin-Bass Christmas specials as an epic miniseries. Basically, and when I say years ago, this is eight years ago. This is December 10th, 2012. That's when I wrote this thing. Uh, but basically, I just took it all and said, what if this is all one cinematic universe how do you watch right. it and they're all connected you know and and they are kind of uh but it starts with nestor the long-eared christmas donkey because that is the actual christmas story this is the <laughs> origin story of why all the christmas stuff happens in this universe nestor carries uh mary to uh to bethlehem and also uses his enormous long ears to keep her warm and safe. Yes. <laughs> uh, it's basically, hey, what if we took the Rudolph story 
and made it part of the Jesus story as well. Because <laughs> Nestor's got these enormous ears. People make fun of him. There's actually a song called Don't Laugh and Make Someone Cry. <laughs> like, it's just, it's just there, you know? So. Wow. <laughs> but it's a I, great, it's a great one, man. I love Nestor. <laughs> but also Santa and two elves from Year Without a Santa Claus appear in this thing. Yes, because the keeper of Santa's stables is the descendant of Nestor, the long-eared Christmas donkey. <laughs> so this is the origin of Christmas. And actually then for us as Christians, like it's kind of nice that that actually starts here. You know, this mm-hmm. this this sets it all all in motion. The other thing I'll say about this, though, is it's dark. Like there's <laughs> moments where there's like a guy is about to whip a donkey. You know, I mean, it, it it's dark. Well, and outside of your cinematic universe, I think it's also interesting that the the second Christmas special that they did was Little Drummer Boy. Mm-hmm. That was their big follow up to Rudolph. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And that one, actually, I only saw once. But there's a song in that in that one that haunted me. Haunts me still. <laughs> Where the animals dance? No, no. Uh, it's it's children singing. And maybe it was maybe it wasn't. I think it was the Drummer Boy. But it could have been the second one. It's uh, it's children singing about the first white Christmas. And no, it's just it's this really haunting. Yeah. OK, moving on to Santa Claus is coming to town. This is the origin story of Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. And uh, again, this is just a fun one. Uh, you have the winter warlock in this one. <laughs> yes. This one's my favorite, I think. It's epic. I mean, they really do yeah. play up the fantasy stuff in this. And so, yeah. so the life and times of Santa Claus doesn't make the cut for you for your cinematic life universe. and times of Santa Claus is because that was, uh, based on Frank Oz's book, not Frank oh, Oz, really? <laughs> Frank the guy, ba- the... L Frank bomb. Frank yes, Oz is the puppeteer. L Frank bomb wrote the Oz books. And, and yes. yeah, so that's one. I, yeah, this is the origin story I'm going to go with. Good. I'm proud of you. Then we move to another origin story, Jack Frost. And we need to see his origin so story good. because <laughs> Jack Frost in this one is a really nice guy. But yes. when he shows up later, he's yeah. not. <laughs> he's not. And we find out, uh, you know, he, he grows up to be a, kind of an evil jerk. And the reason why is happening in this one. Yep. 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 I love this one, though. I love Kubla. Kubla Kraus. Is that his name? Yes. Kubla Kraus. And his little puppet guy. Yes. (laughs) What are you doing, Kubla? (laughs) I love that so much. And it just. He he has to. He he creates an army like he has the mechanical army, mechanical horses. Um his the dummy's name is dummy yes <laughs> i mean that dummy. One, that's one of my favorite ones too and i love when uh all the townspeople are so poor but they can't wait for winter because then they can just make new coins out of ice yeah, and i'm like well, that's not how money works <laughs> yeah, it's, that's but not then the, the presents that they give each other like you just yes. give someone an empty box and it's exact. what's inside an imaginary thing it can and be as expensive pretend. as you want it to be. Yeah. They pretend it's there, the thing they've always wanted. <laughs> and 
until that pretty boy knight comes in and starts giving out real presents. Good grief. Was that, that that guy's handsome, man. (laughs) He's, he's so handsome. (laughs) (laughs) But again, they really are playing up the fantasy in this and, and, original characters you know except for jack the most frost handsome rankin bass puppet ever made probably probably <laughs> um but there's this whole mythology of you know these are these guys jack frost and his friends they're the ones who actually cut every single snowflake they well, make the guy them. with the scissors does yeah. snip yeah well someone's got it right eh, i guess it's true <laughs> i guess it's true uh but this actually you know, if you take Jack Frost from this and then Jack Frost in the future, when we're going to go to in just a little bit, there's this character arc that to me, actually, it'd be kind of fun to write the in-between stuff here. Yeah. Because the mm-hmm. whole point is he becomes human because he sees this girl who just loves the snow and she talks about how she loves, basically loves Jack Frost because Jack Frost is the one who brings the frost and everything. And he thinks it's real love. <laughs> so he becomes a human and then turns out it's not real love. And it's actually really kind of bittersweet, uh, kind of melancholy. Um, it is. That's going on there. And trying to remember who the narrator is. This is the one that has the, uh, the, the narrator is the groundhog. Yeah. Jimmy um, Durante. No, not Jimmy Durante. That's and, Frosty the Snowman. And he and, and Jack Frost have this agreement going on where he'll go out um, and pretend to see his shadow so that Jack Frost can do more more time with, yeah. with snow and everything. So it's buddy Hackett is the voice of the groundhog. <laughs> Great voice. Yeah. Okay. So from here we go into twas the night before Christmas. Okay. Nice. So this is, is the origin story of Christmas Eve. Well, no, it's, it's no, actually, no, of course not. It's not, it's not what it would be. No, this is based on the, the twas the night before Christmas and all through the house, not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse, except in this story, the mouse the actually is stirring. Yeah. Yes. And one of the mice, <laughs> uh, writes a letter to Santa Claus, basically saying Santa Claus, no one believes in you. Yes. We don't care about you. The one, the one atheist in the story. Is <laughs> <sending> <laughs> mean letters to Santa. Really smart mouse. It, it's not even a person. It's a mouse sending this letter. And so Santa's like, okay, I'm not going. It's a kid mouse. Yeah. No, yeah. he just, he skips that town. He's going to, well, yeah, just one, that, just Junctionville. Yeah. And then yes. they make this whole giant clock tower. That's going to like hail Santa and, <laughs> And then he'll come, uh, but he sabotages the clock. And, yeah, everybody's wondering, like, who wrote this letter to Santa? And then they read it, and the dad's like, "It's my kid." <laughs> He's the only one who would use big words like this. Yes, but there's got it, it's got that song though, where it's like, "You hope and I'll hurry." You you know, it, it's all about like you can have. Some of us need to just have faith and others of us have to go out and do, you know, it's, it's faith and works. Uh, yeah, but, <laughs> but this is, again, we're following Santa, you know, we had Chris Kringle in that, that origin story. And now here's Santa just doing his Santa thing. And he looks really, really weird in this one. He looks like the poem. Where... But he, yeah, yeah, but it's so literal. Like these, his yes. cheeks are just these round red circles. But he also has the same round red circle on the tip of his nose, and yeah, it yeah. just looks weird. 
But Santa's not important in this story. It's it's all about the mice. And and then the the clock uh the the watchmaker who the mice live in his house. And they have a um a friendly neighbor relationship with each other. <laughs> and they talk <laughs> well, to each other. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so then we move to the year without a Santa Claus. So he was just going to skip one city in the previous one, but in this one it's the whole world because he's got a little cold. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And they bring back Mickey Rooney. Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> and, but this is the one that has heat miser and cold miser. Yes. And, and they got the, the song about snow and Dixie. I love that song. Yeah. 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 It's, it, it's a fun one and cold miser and heat miser have their, their powers. And there's some, there's some neat stuff that go on here. Um, we get to see Santa's summer wardrobe. We do. And we also get to see a reindeer <laughs> get sick because they, he's too warm. And you have the elves who put socks on the reindeer's ears to make him look like a dog. And, jingle and jangle. And the dog rascals. catcher comes and gets them. <laughs> I have not seen. There's a live action version of this. That I have not oh, seen. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. I've heard not With great. The same characters. As far as I know, I haven't I haven't seen it. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, but, uh, yeah, that is, you know, we're just moving along with that Santa story, but we're going to, okay, here's where we expand the universe with Frosty, the snowman, the first one. Okay. Now is this before or after here comes Peter Cottontail? Well, that that's a side story. So I don't know. It It does. Yeah, it's been years since I've seen that. So, yeah, it's got Santa and he's the same voice from the Frosty the Snowman um, cartoon. Well, I'd have to I'd have to watch that to be able to place it. Mm. But. Mm. No, Frosty the Snowman is about Frosty. It's about Santa and it has the magician who is the bumbling (laughs) magician that just Professor Hinkle, man. It is so dumb, but it's so funny because it's so dumb. (laughs) And And Hocus Pocus the rabbit. Yeah. Here's the thing, though. Like the kids literally do steal this guy's hat. Like he throws it out of the window. He threw it in the trash. I know. I know. But (laughs) they put the hat on the snowman. And so now the snowman sentience is dependent on this hat. But. I think the guy does have a little bit of a claim there. I don't the know. The narrator makes it perfectly clear. Now to be perfectly clear, <laughs> Professor Hinkle had thrown his hat away. So Hocus Pocus was entirely in the right in what he was about to do. Yeah, but if you throw something away and then <laughs> you go back and say, hey, you know what? I, I Hey, kids, I threw that away and I, I meant to. I, I didn't I accidentally so and it would be just be polite to give it back except he doesn't say that and he calls him names yeah he's a really mean guy but I mean <laughs> well, I mean think that, about it you know you, but... you throw away your wallet and you don't realize that oh I left money in it and then some kids come along and they find this wallet and it has a couple hundred dollars in it and you're like oh can I have my wallet back that actually that money's mine because that's what happens is he sees the hat actually has magical powers Right, and so yeah. now he wants it, you know, and and so uh, I mean, morally, what's what's supposed to happen here? Do you hey. give the guy the money back or do you say, no, nope, you threw it in the trash. The money's ours. Go away, old man. <laughs> Te- technically, that is Hocus Pocus's house. 
And so eh. he can give it to whoever he wants. Eh. <laughs> Here, here's the thing I love the most about this thing. I mean, there's so much. I remember watching this when I was three and four years old. I mean, this is something that yeah, goes way. This is one that I actually remember when I was very, very young watching this. Um, but I love that every time he comes to life, he says, happy birthday. Yeah. And that's his first words because he, he was just born. You know, I, I just I love that so much. Love yeah. that so much. And so this is Frosty's origin story. And we need that because he's going to show up a lot in the coming episodes of this yeah. miniseries. But next, where I place the next one is Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. So Frosty before Rudolph. Frosty before Rudolph. Where yeah. yep. Santa loses a lot of weight. <laughs> and <laughs> has to put it on. Eat, yeah. Santa. Eat. <laughs> uh, and this is the one. There's There's some issues with it that I started realizing as I was watching this with my kids, where basically the idea is, you know, everyone makes fun of these two people, Rudolph and, and Hermie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but basically we'll make fun of them until they prove their worth. Yeah. And then we're not going to make fun of them because obviously Rudolph is, there's value and Hermie, he's got value and the abominable snowman, he's got value because he can put the star on top of the tree. And as soon as they prove their worth, then they're like, oh, bring them back into the fold. This is not a great message because that's not the kind of love that we're supposed to have. We're supposed to love these people before they prove their worth. But This one is the most terrifying of all the Rankin Bass <laughs> Christmas specials with the bumble. He's so scary yeah. with the the noise he makes. But then, the worse. yeah. But this is where Hermie <laughs> like pulls all of his teeth. Yes. <laughs> and what's the, what's the catchphrase? What's the catchphrase that the the prospector says? When he uh, licks his he licks his ice pick. Yeah. <laughs> ah, nothing. You know why <laughs> that is? They why? cut this out. Uh, the whole point of him doing the thing where he's licking his ice pick or his, his pick is he was looking for peppermint. <laughs> he's not looking for gold. He was looking for peppermint, but they cut the scene where they explain that. And so when he's licking his pick, it's to find peppermint. Huh. Yeah. That's funny. Hmm. Yep. So I, I love this because there's so much just, I mean, maybe I'm going a little bit too far with this, but there's so much beauty to this movie. There's just so much with the design and and all the character design and stuff like that. And the abominable snowman being the bumble, you know, and, and just there's so much to it. I really like this a lot. Well, this one and Santa Claus is coming to town really like highlight Rankin and Bass's love for like Lord of the Rings style mm -hmm. fantasy mythology. <laughs> you have the king of the island of misfit toys who's just a pegasus lion out of nowhere yeah no it's Where it's just wild there's just so much wild <laughs> stuff going on and so all of the toys in the isle of misfit toys have reasons for being rejected because like it's a you know a train with square wheels and stuff the one that's interesting the doll 
you don't really see what's wrong with her, except it turns out her problem was that her owner grew up and rejected her, and she's psychologically damaged. Jesse. <laughs> That's sad. That's why. The, yeah. It's, it's interesting. But the whole point of the thing is supposed to be everyone has worth. Everyone has value. But if you start really digging into it, eh, there's some problems. Yeah. You have value once you're useful. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. All right. So next we go to Rudolph's Shiny New Year, which is a direct sequel to Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. And I have never seen this in its entirety. Oh, man. Wow. You want to talk about that Lord of the Rings epic thing. Like, this is the quest. This is why. Yeah. <laughs> because whenever it was on TV, I'm like, what is happening? I know. <laughs> there's some weird on? stuff going on. Um, there's the camel named Quarter Past Five. <laughs> and he's got a clock in his hump. there's so much it all has to do with time though like it's all about the the new year and and there's a new year baby new year father time right yeah yeah and so this new year's baby is going to become father time in the next year uh but he has giant ears (laughs) and everyone laughs when they see his giant ears so it's another misfit story original (laughs) yeah yeah so it's it's nestor it's rudolph it's the baby. It's Dumbo. <laughs> yeah. Except the kid can't fly. Um, <laughs> but there's, they go to all these different like year worlds. Like each year gets its own island after the year passes. And so there's just some really, really cool stuff going on. They create, uh, there's Big Ben, the whale that has a clock in his tail. There's General Ticker who has a, t- a clock in his belly. <laughs> yeah. This quarter past five. Um, but it's it's big. It's a big show and still only an hour. But yeah, the, they they go big with that story. Now, are, which ones of these are half hours and which ones are hours? OK, so the only ones that have been hours so far have been. Well, actually, I shouldn't say the only ones because there's quite a few. Nestor's half hour. Santa Claus is coming to town is an hour. Um, Jack, Jack Frost, Frost is, is an hour. An hour. Uh, and these are stop motion. Uh-huh. I mean, an hour. Like well, some of them stop minutes. motion. Uh, Frosty and Twas the Night Before Christmas are not stop motion. Right, right. But but, but some of them. Yeah, I mean, they have a whole year to make them. I know, you know? but that's more. Like a whole year. <laughs> What's interesting <laughs> though is Rankin Bass actually um, had a Japanese company that was doing the the animation. Right. But then they also did the stop motion animation as well. And that's why there's actually, um, you know, the, the style of the cartoon animation and the stop motion animation, they go along together really well. That's cool. Although the Santa Claus designs, like if you're watching this as one long thing, Santa Claus goes through a lot of body changes and, yeah. and facial changes and voice yeah. changes. Um, okay, Frosty's Winter Wonderland is the sequel to Frosty the Snowman, which is kind of interesting that they took another Christmas-themed song, Winter Wonderland, and mm-hmm. they play it out literally. In fact, in the meadow, we can build a snowman and pretend that he is uh, Parson Brown. They actually create a Parson Brown snowman to marry Frosty <laughs> to Crystal, um, and uh, but this is where Jack Frost shows up. And Jack Frost shows up and he is evil. 
he's bad <laughs> and he's yeah he's just he's turned into this really just embittered uh magical c- creature person yeah because nobody loves him like they love frosty right right uh and frosty finds love in this mm-hmm. and and uh jack frost you know he's looking at this and thinking i once had something that i thought was love <laughs> centuries ago yes frosty and frosty's winter wonderland are, are yumi's two favorites she loves the frosty ones they are so good let's watch the frosty get married one but here's the <laughs> thing so frosty the snowman comes to life and says happy birthday because of his hat crystal comes to life is it the 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 snow flower the kiss from frosty and parson brown comes to life because they put a bible in his arms yes the bible brings him to life and that's not parson brown that's snow parson well they're pretending he's parson brown yes parson brown actually suggests because he's not legally allowed to marry snow people you need a snow parson for that (laughs) but here's the thing about this whole thing is just how much imagination went into let's figure out how to take this song that was never intended to be anything like this and let's turn it into a a half hour special and so okay if we're going to pretend he's parson brown then we need to have have a parson Parson brown Brown. yeah (laughs) you know like let's let's establish the character of parson brown so that when we pretend he's parson brown is and the other fun thing is that they they actually show like Frosty and Crystal's family in the future. And yeah. it, interesting note, Parson Brown will be showing up in album four of Base Camp Adventures. So look out for that. Nice. Hey, whoa. Nice. <laughs> um, yeah. And then uh, Frosty and Crystal uh, reverse Jack Frost's attitude by having him be the best man. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then he 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 sticks around and lets the winter just extend much longer than it needs to. Yeah. And, Great. Yeah, but I again I cannot stress enough how much pleasure the imagination of this goes. Like, it gives me it, it's just amazing that they put it all together like this. Mm-hmm. Okay, so next we move to the theatrical release really yes christmas in july rudolph and frosty's christmas in july got a theatrical release in the summer of 1979 huh it is a two-hour episode extravaganza two hours long but this is the one that has rudolph it has frosty this is the one it has jack frost who's good again this is the one that brings it all together. This is the Avengers of this series. Yes. Okay. Complete with Rudolph's evil twin. <laughs> <laughs> but we get we get Mrs. Claus. We get Big Ben, the the whale. We get yep. Jack Frost. We get Frosty, who Frosty and his kids are both uh, animated stop motion, but it's based on those designs from the the cell animation that they did. Uh, it is all this stuff. Like we know this is the big one, you know, it's two hours long. Yeah. 
There's another evil winter wizard who might be related to the winter warlock. Uh, if you look at them, they, they look very similar. I've only seen this one, I think, one and a half times when I was a kid. I taped it on the TV, and then I asked my third grade teacher if I could bring it in and we could watch it in class, and she said yes. Nice. Wow. <laughs> Nicely done. I can't remember if we watched the whole thing. I may have seen this in the theaters because I'm just around that age. And it's, it's the type of stuff that my my family would have brought me to when I was 12. So it's possible. So then I have a couple of side stories from this. You got Pinocchio's Christmas and Santa Claus does appear in that one. Uh, but it doesn't really fit into the idea of this being a huge epic thing. The Leprechaun's Christmas Gold is another one that doesn't really cross over with any of these characters and people don't really care about it too much. So I didn't include it. Then you have the miser brothers Christmas, which was a modern sequel to year without a Santa Claus. And I like it. So it's, (laughs) it's mostly about the miser brothers. Uh, They did some other sequels. There was, um, I haven't seen the Island of misfit toys, but it's, I'm not not all that interested in it as a modern sequel. And then there's a couple Frosty sequels. Like one of them were actually, it's John Goodman playing Frosty. Frosty Returns. We just watched it the other day. Not a big fan of that one. That's the first one I ever saw. Yeah. Yeah. That's the one where um, they they create the spray. Summer wheeze. Yeah. That makes it so the snow goes away. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, It's not great. It's not great. No, it's not. It's not. Uh, but the Miser Brothers Christmas, even though it's modern, they really did a good job of of doing the stop motion stuff. And and I liked it. I liked it. Not made by Rankin Bass, though. It's a sequel to the Miser Brothers, uh, The Year Without Santa Claus. But it's not Rankin Bass because it's modern and Rankin Bass isn't doing anything anymore. So. All right. Yeah. You need to figure out where. uh I, Peter I, Cottontail comes yeah, I in have there, it on man. DVD. I have a set that includes it, but I haven't. Yeah, that, that'll be interesting to see. Peter Cottontail. Yep, Santa's in there. <laughs> uh, and and uh, Casey Kasem plays Peter Cottontail. Love it. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> There's another one that is not a part of this because it's not Rankin Bass. It's another company, but it's a it's a Japanese animation company that made a stop motion nutcracker. Mm. called the nutcracker fantasy and you want to talk about just what were they thinking what's going on here this <laughs> thing is bonkers bananas it is crazy <laughs> and i loved it so much when i was I, I discovered it somewhere online I'm like oh that looks interesting got the dvd i'm watching it and my jaw is just hanging open with how weird <laughs> this thing is I just I'm watching it and I I, I was just so so pleased (laughs) I was and it kind of follows the whole nutcracker thing but then it just it's all stop motion it's creepy it's weird and and technically you know kind of Christmas theme but it's not Rinkin Bass although it looks like it could be it's it's definitely done in that style and so I wonder if some of the people from 
the Japanese animation company that was hired by Rankin Bass. I wonder if some of them said, let's do our own. <laughs> There's some weird pop music in it. It, it was just really, <laughs> really bizarre. And it, <laughs> I, I, I enjoyed it. Enjoyed what it. About the, what about The Hobbit? Also Rankin yeah, Bass. Yeah. <laughs> also Rankin Bass. Yeah, that was, I mean, we've talked about that often. Yeah, good stuff. I grew up on that. Good stuff. But these, I mean, these things are classic. And when I say they don't hold up, I just mean it. my my kids who are honestly they're a lot older now, but they're not super excited about them. And my ten year old isn't super excited about it because my other kids aren't. So my four year old loves these. So. Well, it's good to know that there's some good still in the world. <laughs> I'll have I wanna... to put them on my 12 year old's uh, playlist. See if he likes them. I'm really curious. I, I can't remember if we packed these away or not. So we're getting ready to maybe move. And we have packed a lot of stuff to make our house nice so we can show our house. Um, and most of my DVDs are at my in-laws house in their barn. So I'm not sure if their Christmas stuff got left behind or not. Hmm. But now it makes me really want to watch, uh, especially, um, which one am I? Oh, uh, Jack Frost. Yes. I th oh, Jack Frost is on Prime right now. Is it? I'm pretty oh, sure, oh. yeah. I will check that out because then I don't have to worry about finding the DVDs. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. All right. Anything to add here? We talked about some other things that are not Rankin Bass. So, I, I mean, any other things that you have fond memories of that aren't stop motion and frosty related? I just love that that Flintstones Christmas. There's two Christmas ones that I know of. And uh, one's the Christmas Carol and one's a regular and where Fred tries to get a job at the mall to... Uh, to make some extra money for presents and they end up making him be the mall Santa. <laughs> I and just then, love that there's a Flintstones Christmas when yes, yes. that takes, you know, we're in the it's before Jesus, before Christ time. It's BC. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, but then <laughs> unless you're going by the comic book, right? Where it's post-apocalyptic. It's not post-apocalyptic. Yeah. That's, the, that's the Jetsons. Oh, the Jetsons one is post-apocalyptic. That's right. Ones. That's right. I thought the Flintstones but, comic uh, book took place like in in the future of the of the Earth where. Nope. Oh, OK. All right. Um, and so, uh, yeah, so the real Santa gets a cold and he thinks Fred's doing such a good job that he goes and gets Fred. And he has to deliver all the presents. So him and Barney go deliver presents. No, it's not him and Barney. Him and the elves go deliver presents all around the world. And they deliver presents in Paris and stuff hmm. which apparently exists in, in the Flintstones. Oh, so. so does Holly Rock. I mean, everything. Yeah. 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 So I just, I love that one. Uh, yeah. So what else did I not include? Little Drummer Boy I didn't include, but that's because it has the Nativity story again with no reference oh, you know, to Santa. You know what they used to play for us in, at school every year? And this was like the highlight of the season, the Christmas season. Uh, the Littlest Angel. Oh, yeah. With the little kid from, um, uh, what is it, A Family Affair, I think? And Fred Gwynn, I think. 
<laughs> like, I'm, I'm not familiar with this. We uh, watch. We watched The Littlest Angel. Uh, They made a 90s animated version, and we watched that all the time. My grandma got that for us. Oh, brother. (laughs) That must uh, be interesting. It is confusing. (laughs) (laughs) Because, like, the angels are are dead people in this. So they're people who have died and become angels, including this little boy. He's died, and now he's... how it works. Yes. No, he's the littlest angel. But then God is getting ready to, you know, send Jesus to earth. And he's like, everybody come up with a good present for my son who's going to earth. And so the little boy gives him, you know, the his box of treasures from earth that he loves so much. And, and God turns that into the Christmas star. Oh, I have vague memories of that. I must have seen that. That sounds familiar. But it's weird because in the 90s version, like when he's looking back on his life at earth, it seems like his life on Earth is in the modern day '90s, but, but now he's now he's in heaven and he's making the Christmas star for baby Jesus. So, like, well, you know, God lives. God is beyond time. True, and, and but even as a kid, I'm like, wait, wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, yeah. one of the things that I have fond memories of is the greatest Christmas pageant ever, and the reason I have such fond memories of it is. I used to have a room that was just off the living room and I was in bed. It was a school night, but my dad was watching this movie and all of a sudden, but I could hear the TV. So like I was, I loved the new heart show. I love listening to the new heart show when I was supposed to be sleeping. Um, but all of a sudden there's a kid and he's yelling Shazam. And he's like <laughs> quoting the TV show. And I just started laughing and laughing and laughing. And my dad heard me and he calls me out. He's like, are you listening to the TV right now? I was like, yeah. And he's like, well, have a seat. And he only watch the rest <laughs> of the movie. Um, and we've watched it then as a family and as homeschool family, we also incorporated the book and had our kids read the book one year. And But it's all about kids who have no reason to be in church because they come from a bad family and they're bad kids. Um, but they find out there's snacks at this <laughs> Christmas uh, musical practice and so they go to the Christmas musical practice to be in the Christmas musical at this church and through that they find out the true meaning of Christmas and it's wow. it's really it's it's actually a really strong story it's it's good it's good and yeah well that is I think that's our episode gentlemen so any, All right. any final thoughts good before episode. we uh, close this one down no final I... thoughts, Kubla. <laughs> a dummy. <laughs> dummy. It, it, it's Boris Badenov who's doing the voice. I can't remember the guy's name, but it's the guy oh, who does yeah. Boris Badenov on. Uh, classic, classic voice. Yeah. Uh, what's his name? A dummy. Is that. Um... Oh, I can't remember I'm his name. I'm blanking on his name. Yeah. yeah I'm blanking on everyone's voice. name tonight. So, But that's not unusual. Classic. Paul Freeze. That's the that's guy. Right, yeah. Yeah. That's the did guy. about a thousand voices in old time radio. He did uh, cartoons. Uh, yeah. What a great name for uh, someone who's who's in the Jack Frost TV special. Yep. Yeah. He should Paul have Freeze. done Mr. Freeze in the Batman. That would have been kind no. of Paul Freeze. Get it? Yeah, but Freeze. the guy they got is so good. <sighs> Never mind. <clears throat> so that that'll count as our last final thoughts. Let's, Speaking uh, of which, we have a Mr. Freeze episode, people. Go back and look it up. 
we do. It's That's true. But the voices <laughs> by Paul time ago. We have a lot of Christmas episodes too, and and so um, I don't know. Maybe I'll put some links in the in the show notes because we Christmas episodes. There's something about it. Just want yeah, to do it. Good. Yeah, they're all good. All right. Well, let's close this down. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. We appreciate you and hope you have a blessed holiday season. Happy Christmas. God God speed. Evan, I was waiting for you to to jump in with uh, (laughs) some sort of Christmas greeting as well. I said my last words was, we have a Mr. Freeze episode. That was it. Well, thanks for listening, everyone, and Godspeed. You've been listening to the Strangers and Aliens podcast, hosted by Ben Avery, Evan David, Steve McDonald, and Dr. Jason Neal. Our music was composed and mixed by Tim Leffel. We'd love for you to join the conversation by going to our website at strangersandaliens.com, where you'll find show notes, articles, reviews, and more. You can also email us directly at podcast at strangersandaliens.com. Or you can join our social media conversations by following us on Twitter, where we are at Strange and Alien, or liking us on Facebook at facebook.com slash strangersandaliens. Or leave us a voicemail by calling the Strangers and Aliens hotline. That number is one 804 And once again, thanks for listening. Good grief. Was that... That guy's handsome, man. <laughs>